You've tuned in to a four-headed sausage production. Don't touch that dial. Stay tuned in because your favorite program is coming up next. Oh, oh, welcome to, oh, welcome to the show. It's a me, Stefan. And you're gonna come in, come inside and have a sit down on my, in my mind, eh, papi? Eh, come on over here, eh? And we're gonna change the accent every little bit by bit. So then you get nice mix bag of what this show could be and will be about. You know, do you know what I say, eh? Because when I speak, you listen. And then when I'm listening, you have to speak to me because that's how a conversation works. It works like this. See, I am speaking and then you are speaking and I listen, you listen. So then you can talk about all the things you want to talk about when you're coming on the show or next time it's going to be me, you in the show and then you'll come over to the show and then we'll be talking and we'll be talking about a lot of things and then, oh, Oh, what? You forget about Brooklyn? You forget about Jersey? Hey, we over here. You guys are talking over there, but I'm still here. What are you guys doing over there? You gotta be over here. You gotta come over and enjoy the show. What is, you know, are we all getting inside this guy's mind or what? It's like a being John Malkovich. Hey, hey, hey. It's all the things and then you get a sandwich. You know? Well, let's, let's get it done. And then you gotta come over here and bring the rhythm over here. You understand me? You gotta come over here and bring the rhythm. Arr! You thought I'd be not getting in a pirate accent, but I be doing it. Arr! Cause we're gonna end on that one. Arr! Welcome back. Everybody, we've done our thing. We've done like a lot of accents. We've had a lot of little funsy onesies. Uh, welcome back to another exciting and exhilarating edition of My Mind with Stefan Taylor. I am, of course, Stefan Taylor. It'd be strange if I wasn't. Um, but, you know, sometimes we do a little guesty-guesty. Uh, look, if you haven't noticed or you just thought maybe he's, you know, strategically doing this, but I've just had a break. I've had two weeks of not doing a show, um, and I wasn't even sure. I put up a post on Instagram. You know, you can follow that at My Mind Podcast uh, with no vows, of course. Um, I had a break for two weeks and just did nothing. Well, I worked, obviously, and did, like, some other things so, with my time, did, like, household duties and stuff like that. And um, it, I just wasn't even sure it was a break. I kept saying, oh, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. But it turned out to be a break I needed. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like I really needed a bit of time to kind of clarify and rework and make like the next show I did have like lots of high energy. You know what I mean? Instead of like just, you know, in the, in the, Ugh. You know, so I really, really am excited to get back into it and come at it full energy. Speaking of like full energy, do you ever think we'll get to a point, you know, stop me if I'm rambling. Do you ever think we get to the point of where 
we have like a physical energy bar. Like, you know, you've got like a hunger meter in like Minecraft. Those of you that haven't played Minecraft, it's like a, um, a block-based kind of building game, survival game, RPG. It's a weird hybrid, Minecraft, really. Like, it's such a combination of a lot of things, but like the sole purpose is like mining and then crafting what you mine. Yeah, I guess it's in the title, but there's so many like different elements, you know, like you can build, well, you can like build like really like massive castles and just explore. Like you, you could, you could live like a humble life and have like a, a six by six hut and just spend all your days mining and collecting diamonds, you know, like there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of options that you can do in uh in Minecraft. But there's like the but they recently brought in I don't know if it was always a thing on computer. Well not recently. They brought it in like maybe the last like five years. It's recent for me because you know I don't um play it all that much. I more or less play it with uh with my son and uh it's been really good because we're we're currently building um a castle and we're playing in survival mode. So there's two modes like ultimately it like Look, feel free to tune out for a little bit if you already know what Minecraft's deal is and you've already played a little bit. But uh, there, there's two kind of modes you can play. I think there's a couple of modes now, actually. But the two core ones are like creative mode and survival mode, right? And uh, survival mode is you have to source all your materials from various places. You know, you've got to cut trees down to get logs and you've got to uh, shear sheep to get wool and stuff like that. And um, with the creative mode, you can just open up like a quick menu and just grab everything you need and fly around. And it's more based on like building rather than exploration, right? So like survival mode is where it's at. Like that's the funnest stuff because you can just, you know, you just feel like the sense of accomplishment. Like you found the diamonds. You didn't just open up a menu and look for them, you know? And um, we're trying to build this castle. I've Look, if I'm honest, I've taken a lot of creative control with the building of uh, Le Castle because I've seen my son build some things and they're kind of like... It's kind of like what my life looks like a little bit. They're just half done. <laughs> and it's like, I'll add to it if I can, but I'm not... I don't feel guilty about not. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, look, it's all right. Um, so yeah, what I'm what I'm getting at, what I'm driving at, is that um, there was a conversation on uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. If you don't know who Joe Rogan is, and you know, look him up. He's he's pretty interesting. He's um, he has like a conversation with Elon Musk, and the only reason I'm bringing this up is because um, I just I feel like I need a hunger bar today because I'm just like. Uh, you know, I had some pancakes earlier today and my, and my, my bar's jacked, my bar's full, you know, and I'm feeling quite rejuvenated and quite regenerated and uh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling lucky. I'm feeling fresh. I'm feeling fine, fine, fine as a summer wine. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So and they were talking about like, well, Elon rather, uh, was talking about, yeah, it was a conversation with him and Elon Musk, I'm pretty sure. And they were they were discussing like future technologies and stuff like that. And obviously, like Elon Musk is a bit of a futurist. And they were saying that, or he was, he was saying that you, you know you can get like a you know what's in development is like this neural implant that like 
hardwires you and connects you to like, um, I guess a kind of neutral intranet, uh, I guess like, what, you know, there's, it was only like a vague discussion, but you know, it was like this neural implant that, you know, allows you to access certain data with just your mind, you know, through the implant rather than, um, you know, using your phone and stuff like that, which is actually like really interesting and really cool. But it got me thinking like, would it produce like a HUD, like in your, your optical receptor? You know what I mean? Like, would you be able to like see as if you're looking through like Iron Man's kind of heads up display, you know, like, would there be like an energy bar? Would like it be able to predict like, your kind of estimated time of not time of death, but like your estimated like lifespan through like what you consume, because it would like, I guess would be the assumption. It would like analyze what you consume and like measure like your BMI and like measure your, your heart rate and your work ethic and your, your muscle definition and your muscle, um, your muscle tension, you know, which is like something that can lead to, you know, muscle cramping and all that kind of stuff. Kind of like, would it, would it, would that be something that would be good or would it be like detrimental to like a society where you just kind of, you know, the average Joe, average Joe, Joe, Joe and Jane citizen, you know, like how we measure like our health is just like through how our body feels or we go to a doctor and we try and sort it out, you know, like it's cause there's so much like, uneducated guessing in today's society you know like what i'm feeling like not like really good like i'm not feeling fresh um i instantly think like oh i'm sick you know like you know what can i do and then like i'll, I'll sit outside for like 10 or 15 minutes and then it turns out it's like oh, i just needed some like sunlight <laughs> I've, I've just been inside playing xbox too long or i've been inside like you know doing house stuff or whatever or just chilling out watching a movie yeah turns out i just needed a bit of sunlight which i plan on doing after this i'm gonna um i'm gonna do some stickers i'm gonna put some stickers on my care because you know decrease the value because then i've got to commit to it like if i put stickers on it then it's a commitment for life you know like i have to continue to drive said automobile so i'm gonna go and get some um methylated spirits because a hot tip from a guy i work with he was like you know use some metho and then you know clean it with the metho and then put the stick hours on yeah so i'm interested to see how it works i'm gonna do like the side mirrors first i'll put a photo up after this I'll like stick a bow stick a bow because you know i got some sick stickers that i really want to do um yeah you know this has gone like way off topic for like the neural link that we we're discussing previously but i've got like this weird obsession with like it's not like a full obsession it's like a half cocked one similar to like uh, my son's like minecraft houses they're just like half ideas and then you know when i get time i'll get back to the full idea um <laughs> the you know I, I, I really like doing sticker bombs like my son and i did like sticker bomb my whole guitar and i'd like stick up on my my drink bottle for like work and that, or well, my, you know, everyday drink bottle. I've just like put so many stickers on it. Eh? Like I love the idea that like, you know, it's like art through stickers instead of like doing like a sick paint job or like clean lines and that. I just like the idea of like eclectic stickers. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like, that's my kind of art. Eh? You know, I like random randomness, you know, those like cool, cool traditional like style 
stickers and then there's like you know cool graphic novel or like modern art interpretive interpretive ones that are like really sick as well you know like i'm all about it i love some stickers but like the one thing i'm worried about is that people are gonna like rip off my <laughs> my side mirrors and like take them and i'm like ah you know that's a bit of a pain i don't really want that you know but i thought about getting like a vinyl wrap and like doing it that way so i could just peel it off but Nah, flip that. I went and looked at my side mirrors and like the people I bought it off um, on my car, the people I bought it off, they were, you know, it was a dealer. And yeah, I, I didn't realize. I thought it was all like original parts. And then I was looking at the, because I was like obviously planning it. Well, not really planning it, but just looking rather while I was driving, you know, just looking at the side mirror. And I noticed there's like paint on it. So someone's already like touched up painted. So it's like, decreasing the value more so then it's like gives me like further justification to like wipe a sticker on it you know stick a bow you know so i'm gonna do both today i've got like 750 stickers or something like that so yeah i'm I'm keen i can't wait i can't wait to just get in there and just give it a bit of a give a stick a bump i'm really excited but going back to like you know what i was saying is that um yeah, I think it's it's going to be an interesting thing in the next 10 years to see like how far technology is and how far it's going to like further develop. I mean, like you got to expect like my generation's lifespan is going to get like boosted. You know what I mean? Like we're like I'm sure that you know, we're going to see a lot a lot more out of our lives, you know, just through like you know, like eating choices and exercise and whatnots and what have you. So like, I, th- I think like the life expectancy like goes up from here, you know, I like to think it does, you know, with um, the current, current like health, health climate, I guess. Is that, is that what I'm trying to say? Mm. Anyway, I think, um, I think these neural links are like a cool thing as well. Like it's like, it's like we're living like a space age, not space age, but like a really kind of weird future that like you kind of read about. Like when you've seen like the Spider-Man 2099 comics, you know what I mean? Like that was, it was like super, so future realistic. And that was in like 2099 and we're at 2021 now, you know, and the, the technology only gets better. I was talking to a friend about it the other day that, if um, if the world ended, like we had a global economical collapse, collapse, and we're sent back to the dark ages, like there's enough like resources and know how. No, look, you know, ideal scenario, no one gets hurt in this scenario. All that happens is like all technology is like dead technology, and we have to rebuild, right? So I, you know, what I was saying, if this happened in like the nineteen like fifties or sixties, like it would have been, it would have taken a lot longer to like build back and grow our technological wealth, you know, like it would have taken, it would have taken like a lot longer to, um, to like further improve and like get better at like building technology. But if it happened, like, I think this is what I think. I think if it happened like today or the next day, it, it wouldn't take as long, you know, like it, cause we have so much, like even like the youth has like, they know a lot about technology and like how it, kind of works you know and you know myself I like to think like I'm quite 
I'm somewhat technical. I'm not like great. I would say I'm more hands-on-y and I'm like horrible at explaining things. I actually don't know why people like listen to this and expect like really good explanations (laughs) because it's really not like I'm really bad at it like my wife hates it like giving directions I suck at it yeah I'm way too like descriptive and I use like physical like parts to describe where things are so like if I'm if I'm telling telling her where something is in the kitchen I tell her you know it's where your left knee is if you're standing in front of it, it's where your left knee is. <laughs> like that's interpreted in like such a weird way. You know, like I use like body body joints. Sorry, I just dropped my um my little foot roll here. I'm, I'm massaging my feet as I'm doing this because my feet have been quite my feet have been really, really sore this week from wake. Cause I've been waking really, really hard. Sorry. Um yeah, so I use like physical, it's like where your left toe would be if you were like doing a, you know, if you were pivoting. <laughs> it's like, where is it? What? Where is that? Like, where, where does that, where is that in the kitchen? Oh, it's where if you were doing a handstand, it would be where your left middle finger would be. But if your, if your body was 90 degrees to the left, that's where it is in the kitchen. <laughs> if you stand there, if you were doing a handstand in the kitchen and it would be where your left knee is, if you were doing like a handstand and your legs were like fully erect, like fully straight, it would be where your left knee is. That's where it is in the kitchen. <laughs> and like, it's a, like, it's not a good way at all. It's a horrible, it's, I, I think I like it. I like using it because that's, you know, what I like and how I like to describe things. You know, because I think people <laughs> people use their body to measure things all the time. Like, look at America. They use feet and uh, that's all they use. They use foot. <laughs> they use feet to, like, measure things. I think that's the only, like... Oh, hands. They use hands to measure horses, actually. Uh, what's another unit of measurement? It doesn't matter. Let's not get hung up on units of measurement. But I use body parts to, like, find things and to describe where things are. Yeah, it's good to see, like you break it out, like in the kitchen, you tell them, it's like, oh, it's where your right knee is in the cool room. If you're facing the shelf and they look like to the left, <laughs> it's like, oh, where is it? It's like where your right knee is, the right knee. Yeah, not the left. No, no, we don't need the left one. Um, yeah, it's good to see. Try it out, try it out on your partner, you know, next time or your, or your friends or your family, give it a go. Let me know, let me know how you go. Tell me if you're... Um, you use the like body parts to describe where things are because it's a good reference. Like everybody knows a lot about their body and their own body, especially, you know, they should know where their knees are in terms of where they're placed. If you're standing still <laughs> or their elbows, you know, don't, yeah, yeah, do it, do it, give it a crack, man. Hey, Cause I really enjoy it. Yeah. So I've got like relatively big news and it's, Nah, it's not even big news, really. I'm just really excited. I'm excited to get back into it. Like I said, like I was saying at the at the top of the episode, I'm really excited. I've got like big big energy. I've got a good feeling about this next this week and next week. I'm really going to smash it out. I'm hopefully um, I'm just waiting to hear back about a few things today, and hopefully I can get the ball rolling on a couple of things. I've um, I want to get my my son enrolled in martial arts because obviously, I, like any like any good parent or like any parent that has like Asian heritage, you want them to live 
their best life and you want them to like have the skills that they can have and, and translate it into accumulative wealth. So then when they're nice and wealthy, they take care of you and then you don't need to worry about it anymore because you've already worked hard and now it's like the child's job <laughs> to look after you. You know, that's like, that's the dream. That's like every Asian's dream is just to be 70 or like 60 and like not have to do much because <laughs> the kids do it all. You know, that's like one of the, one of the upsides, right? So I'm, I'm going to put him in like martial arts and then I'm thinking jujitsu because I'm a jujitsu guy. Like I, I prefer, I think my favorite like fight styles are like Muay Thai, obviously, because I'm from Thailand and well, I've got Thai heritage driver. And I, I, don't, I don't mind a bit of Irish boxing, a bit of dirty Irish boxing. Um, but yeah, yeah. I like the Thai, like the Thai kickbox. This isn't a rude word, but it's a good word. Do you know what's Thai for... For pumpkin, I'll whisper it. Fuck dog. Shh. Sort of swear because I'm saying it in in Thai, but it's a good one. I was telling my friend about it the other day, and it just sounds so like aggressive. Hey, you you over there? Get me your fuck dog. <laughs> like it just, it just get me the pumpkin. You know, like oh, before you guys go off and get blue real cranky. It's just a pumpkin. Yeah, and you can have a variant of it as well, like a butternut fuck dog. That's a that's a butternut pumpkin you know in in Thai um yeah. <laughs> you won't go too hard into it but you know look um yeah so I'm gonna like enroll it because like my yeah like I said my favorite two like fight styles especially like watching like the the UFC and MMA like bouts like my favorite fight styles is definitely like Muay Thai and um I like you I, I like I like mixed martial arts I like it when they then a fighter can use all aspects of of um the martial arts forms you know like a bit of greco-roman a bit of sambo a bit of jujitsu i like jujitsu my favorite ground stuff is like jujitsu because i just think it's like really interesting how you can like contort your body into ways to make another person to contort their body you can contort your body into forcing someone to into forcing someone to like contort their body and then like either either person can you can submit either person or like make them like feel really really weird and uncomfortable yeah i used to do jujitsu probably about two years ago i'm trying to get back into it that's what i'm waiting to hear back that was my news really is like i'm waiting to hear back from a jujitsu school to see where i can come and do a trial because of the um <clears throat> there's a bit of a you know there's some kind of pandemic going around. So you got to wait. You can't just go. I don't want to go to the place because I don't want to leave my house. Like I'm quite happy to sit at home, but I don't want to like go somewhere with a prospect of not getting in. So I'm just waiting to, to hear back from a little SMS action. Um, yeah, I, I was doing it and I really enjoyed it. And my friend, one of my friends like still does it to this day. And he's like, you know, I'm jealous of his journey. Like, yeah, I, I think I've told him. Like, I am jealous of it because, like, I started, like, three months before him or four months before him. And um, and then he kept going. He kept doing it. And now he's, like, a purple belt, which is, like, the third belt in, like, the jiu-jitsu, like, grading. And I, I look at him. I'm like, oh, man, I'm jealous, eh? Because that could have been me if I just stuck it out and didn't, like, make like odd choices with my life but I'm happy I did make those choices because I learned a lot about myself like especially being out in the outback and out in the desert like I really learned um, a lot about 
how I deal with loneliness <laughs> and like isolation, which was a good thing. It actually like accustoms me to like, you know, I'm not going to talk about the, the COVID or whatever, but it, you know, it really helped me adapt to living with like being isolated, like being locked down essentially because in the outback, you're in lockdown regardless because this is nothing to do. <laughs> it's nothing to do anyway. Like, what are you going to do? Go outside, sit in the sun or go outside, work, you know? So I'm just going to have some agua. So, you know, excuse my silence just for, you know, memento. Actually, I'll just do a quick, a little quick muty muty or a quick pause. And we're back. See, you didn't even notice because I worked out how to pause and start again. Yeah, I know I was saying like, yeah, I'm not technically adept at all, but, you know, I'm getting there. I'm getting there slowly, you know, very, very, very slowly, but I'm okay with it. Um, yeah, so I, w- I want to get him into like jujitsu because I just want, I just want him to be able to like have that confidence, not to like go in and like fight people or whatever, but I want him to have that confidence that if there was a situation when he is older, that he knows that he can handle himself and he can not, not necessarily like, don't take this the wrong way audience, but I don't want him to instigate fight and start fights because he has like the background. And it's a, it's a strange thing. Cause when you practice like martial arts, you know, more about like pain thresholds and pain taking and pain, like giving, right? Because there's someone training you in an art that can, you know, manifest in harm. Right. So if he was to go and instigate a fight, he would be more at risk, not necessarily hurting people, excuse me, not necessarily of hurting people, but he would be perceived as like more of a threat in like a court of law because he knows about, because someone taught him how to like, you know, rear naked choke someone. Right. So he would be under more scrutiny if he was in a fight and he like choked someone out and, you know, touch wood. That never happens. But if he, he would come under more scrutiny because he has like a, a martial arts background, like a background in, you know, essentially grievous bodily harm under trained eyes, you know. So, you know, I don't I don't want that for my for my son or for myself or for anybody, really. But I, I want him to like have that confidence to like go if a situation did arise where he had to protect like his son or his daughter or um, his wife or like me even, you know, that he would have the confidence to like stand there and go, you know, dad, I've got this. You know? That's like, that's the ultimate dream, isn't it? That you can like give your life, give your kids the best life or your child the best life so that he can go into the outside world and like you feel safe. You know, you feel safe with them going out there and meeting new people and, you know, like exploring the world and being like better people and developing characters, you know, developing their own character in their own life. You know, like it's really, it's really great. It's really humbling to think. Sorry if I'm getting like too dad on this, but you know, that's all you want for your child, man. eh? That's, that's all I want. I want him to, to grow and to be like a, a a great human being and like accredit something to like society as a whole and accredit something to his family and his friends. And, you know, it doesn't matter what he does. I'll always be proud of him. And I think that's, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't even matter to me if he like turned around and was like, you know, I'm, it turns out I'm a day or like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gay, you know, 
oh, I'm a gear, you know, it wouldn't matter. It was like, you know, you're still my son, I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of you for making that decision and like having that personal growth within yourself and realizing that that's, that's what you want. But you have to have kids because that's legacy. That would be my only rule is like, no, 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 no. You can be gay, you can be straight, you can like, you, you can turn yourself into a woman, whatever, but your DNA needs to carry on to the next generation because that is what, you know, I'm, you know, like I've said it before, like it, it's me and my brother that are like the last of our dad's heritage. So we're the last of his legacy, you know, and now like my son has that chance to keep the legacy strong. Like there's nothing, there's no one around the world that wants to see their family name, their tribe, their whatever, you know, like just be lost to the generations, you know, like you want your name and your legacy and your blood and your thoughts and your personality to live on through the next person. Like I'm sure there's aspects of me that are my dad, you know, like, and I want that to like pass on and I want that to like press onto him so he can pass it on for better or worse. You know what I mean? Like, I think, you know, probably the biggest thing that I'm like getting from my dad is, you know, just how, <laughs> just how like casually is, you know, or was rather, you know, like he was such a, um, he was stern, but like he could rip a, you know, rip a pearl out here and there. And he was just all class, man, eh? Like he was like, he was like a Gary Cooper type, you know, strong, silent. And now when, when somebody asks him what his feelings are, you can't get him to shut up. No, I'm kidding. That's like a Sopranos line, you know, shout out the, um, Shout out big, uh, big S, big Simon with an S. I'm going to hitch up. I'm going to hitch up today uh, after this airs because, you know, we got we got some stuff to talk about. You, me, and the Saints of Newark, baby. You know, we got some stuff going on. We got some irons in the fire, so to speak, you know, with the nose hair out the, out the nostril, you know, because that's like intensity. Yeah. It's amazing that's like how intensity can be measured, but like how many, like how far you can tilt your face back and stare down and like how how many like nose hairs you can get the other person to stare at while you're doing it. <laughs> I think that's like, that's like the human equivalent of like, you know, peacocks showing their like majestic feather patterns. <laughs> that's like our way of like intimidating others. It's like we, we point our nose in the air. It's like, look at my nose hairs. Look at them. Stare at them. This is my, this is how intense I am. I need you to stare at my noses. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's funny. I think it's great. I think like the, I think the, probably like the best thing about being human is that you, you, you've just, you're just so free to take on animalistic traits that no one really questions it. <laughs> you know, you can feel free to like live your life however you want to live your life. And then if you want to like sleep outside and like live with animals or like, you know, act like an animal, like be a furry or whatever. And I'm not, I'm not like downplaying the furries, you know, you want to dress up as a cat, like do it, whatever, you know, I'm cool with it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a little odd to me, but you know, I'll, I'll happily accept it. You know, if you want to act like an animal, but you can like do that, you know, like, and you're free to like, you'll come under some scrutiny, but at the end of the day, like you're still going to do it, you know, I'm still going to do this. You know, if people are going like, oh, it's a horrible show. It's a horrible show. All he talks about is video games and movies. And he does these weird accents that I don't understand. Because, you know, that was a bit Bristol, actually. 
I've done not myself here, I does. You know what I'm saying? I was standing in the shops the other day and I was riding my bicycle and there was three people standing around my bicycle as I exit. I said, what are you going to do with my bicycle? And they said, we're going to take it. And I said, well, don't take it because it's my bicycle. And then and then the one guy, he looks at me and he says, well, well guess what, geez? We are taking your bicycle. And I said to him, I said, I said, there's no way on God's green, little blue earth that you're going to be taking my bicycle. Because it's mine. It's my bicycle. I've got tax receipts. I've got receipts. I've got accreditations. I've got, I've got a helmet. Do you have a helmet, sir? Sir, do you have a helmet? And he looks at me. He looks at me up and down. He says, no, sir, I don't have a helmet. I said, well, how are you going to ride the bike? How you going to ride the bike? If you've got no helmet, if you've got no helmet, how are you going to ride your bike? And he said, well, well, you know what, sir? You can keep your bike because I don't have a helmet, so it wouldn't be legal for me to ride. And I said, well, that's fine, sir. Thank you. Thank you for your time and letting me experience a little insight into your criminal mind. You're willing to rip me off a bicycle, but you're not willing to cop the $300 fine for not wearing a helmet. <laughs> I had a little chuckle I did because he was going to, well, you know, he was going to take my bicycle and then he was probably going to ride down the road with his three friends, or his two friends rather, because there was three of them. He was one and there were two others because that's how mathematics works. And I I said there was three. I said there was three. I didn't say there was three friends of one guy. I said there was one guy who was talking and there was there was three people and there was one guy and he was speaking. He was speaking to me, right? And there was one guy and he was speaking about it. Anyway, I won't bang on. Because I can I can keep it going, but it yeah, it might lose might lose a you know, I might lose the audience here. <laughs> yeah, it'll get too dark, you know. It'll get too strange. But, you know, you can... What I was saying before is, like, you can just go and do it, man. Hey, that's cool, you know? Yeah. But like I said, people are going to, like, come under... People are going to, like, put me under fire. Not that it's happened. Uh, you know, I'm only hoping for positive stuff here. And, you know, there's always going to be someone saying, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. And that's just... Is what it is. You know, that's what we are as people as well. We're, like, our biggest critics is, like, other humans. And animals not going to be like, oh, well, that was a bit weird. Yeah. How strange that, like, you know, a shark's not like looking up at you in the water going like, that's, that's not a breaststroke. <laughs> you know, he's not doing that. You know, he's like, he's not doing that stuff. He's just like, wow, there's, what is that? They're, I don't even think creatures like, like in the animal kingdom, like fully recognize what people are. But it's so strange that we've like written books about animals. You know, there's not like, you know, I don't know this, but there's not like a lion library that like categor categorically categorizes like humans and their personality traits. They don't have a glossary of like, you know, to look up human facts. There's no index that tells them like, oh, what, like 45 year old male. Let's look up him in their lion library encyclopedia and see what that like humans all about. Let's see what his like character traits are and see if we'll ever come across one, you know. But I think that becomes with the with the whole brain patterns and you know whatever. So let's take a second, all right? Let's take a second out of our day and out of this podcast to like to really soak in and hear about this great product called Smooth My Balls. Now I know you're like thinking, man, Stefan like sold out. He sold out, man, and I'm telling you, I have because it's a solid product. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's great. You know, like there's a lot of things in life that don't add up, like hairy balls, right? Who who wants them? Who needs them? Who benefits? Like if they're if you've got a lady friend and or male friend, or you know you're into like other stuff and you just like to touch your own balls, right? So like. And they, they touch your balls and there's just all these like hairs all over them. You know, that's an odd thing, man. Hey, like it's, maybe it's like a fetish thing. Maybe there's like a, it's like a strange kind of like thing, right? It's a strange thing that like, you know, I guess there's some chicks that like, or some dudes that like hairy chess and that's a thing. But you know, look, if you're, a, if you're a demographic of people that like smooth stuff, then you need to get a product that has it in the name. All right. It's a, it's called Smooth My Balls. And do you know what they do? They do manscaping shavers, right? They groom. They're men's grooming. They're a men's grooming ITM, right? Christmas is coming. Father's Day is coming. There's a lot of things that are coming up that this gift will be good for. And you're asking me, but, but Stefan, but Stefan, why? Why do I need a male grooming product. Well, the truth is you do because the answer is rather not the truth, not the truth. Get the truth out of here. We want the answers, the answers, man. Tell them the answers. I'll tell them the answers. Now you're going to tell them the answers. The answer is that you need to have a bit of pride down there where I get a nice and put a fade on it. A nice little, a little zigzag, you know, do a Zoltan right on top of your, Right on top of Le Unit, you know? You can do whatever, you can do whatever design you want. There's no limits. There's no like, there's no limit to what you could do. You could like sculpt an arrow. I might do that just for the thrill of it. You know, I might make a, um, I might write my name. Who knows? You know, there's so much you can do with like a men's grooming item. And this one is ergonomically, it's got a diamond textured little grip. So it's ergonomic in your hand. If you don't know what ergonomic means, it means comfortable. (laughs) It means it's comfortable. You know, that's what ergonomic kind of means. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's comfortable, right? And it lasts for hours. I'll tell you right now, I have not charged mine and I have done six i've done six grooming sessions all taken about zero time i even tried it i read like a review on it because i you know obviously you do research into these things right and i I did like i I like looked into it and this guy was like man i was just on the toilet and i thought you know give it a crack and it all went down there done done did it finished sweet as right so look it's done we did it. And, it, it, you know, he's he had the smooth balls. And now I'm passing on the savings. Well, not the savings. Well, I am passing on the savings. You know what? I am passing on the savings because that's what we've got to offer. So, if you've got rough balls and you want them smooth, go to www.smoothmyballs.com slash... My mind, and you can get you can get you can get some money off, or you can go you can go to the website, and if you're not using the slash my mind, you can just click on it and then go check out and then go my mind in the discount little code boxy thingy majiggy, and you can saddle up, strap in, and get it done right. So if you want some smooth balls or you want a gift 
the gift of smooth balls to someone, then you can give them this little present here, which is www.smoothmyballs.com slash my mind, or use the discount code my mind on the checkout. All right, let's get back into whatever we're going on about. So if you've been wondering what like my gaming life has been looking like lately, it's been pretty good of like re um, re like kind of playing like uh, Grand Theft Auto online and it's uh, it's getting juicy it's getting good man eh? it's I forgot like how much fun that game is with friends you know like that is like that was like our original like game that we sorry I'm just adjusting on the chair um that was like our original game that we all used to play like as friends. Oh, no, no, sorry. It was like Call of Duty, like zombies and stuff. But when we started to like grow the the friendship of like friends and for like friends playing, it was just like, yeah, jump on GTA. You know, like let's play GTA. We used to like, uh, me and like uh, my group of friends, we used to play uh, GTA 4 online. But it wasn't near, nearly as big and as wild as like what GTA like five online is like, right? It was like, yeah, it sucked. Well, no, it didn't suck. It was fun because like, that's what we wanted to do and what we wanted to play. And it was like cool, like hidden cars and stuff. And there was like, you know, hidden bikes and we just race up and down the highways and stuff. You do like races at the airport. You'd all have to find like the same cars that was fair. And we'd have like races around that. We used to have, we like made like this weird track at the airport where we would like do our own race and we would just like fight cops and like hunt down each other. We used to hunt down and kill each other a lot, which was <laughs> so dumb, but awesome. You know, it was so cool. And that's basically like what our online uh, GTA 5 looks like now, except. They give us money for doing these races and they and they reward us for like killing each other. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's like it is probably the most full and I won't say complete because it's never truly complete. But it's probably the fullest experience you can have online that is the closest thing to like leading a life. You know, like you could you could be holed up in a basement and just be sick at GTA Online, eh? Honestly, you could be a menace. I was flying around, like they've got these things like heists where you like steal money, right, from people because, you know, that's what a heist basically entails. I won't go into like too heavy details, but you just basically rob people and that's awesome, All right? So you rob people and that's all cool. That's all well and good. And then... <laughs> And then you spend the money on frivolous things and frivolous items that you don't necessarily need in your own life. But you've got to do these heists in an open like lobby so you can play privately or in a public lobby. Public generally means other people you don't know, right? So you can, you've got to do these heist setups. You've got to set up the heist before you can execute the heist. Makes sense, right? Because that's what you'd have to do in real life. You've got to like get a resume before you apply for a job, right? Makes sense. And... So I was doing one the other night and I was just getting like, I was getting killed a lot. Let's be real. I was getting killed a lot and I was getting real cranky that I couldn't complete my task at hand. I got so mad that because I was dying a lot, I ended up just quitting and playing by myself. 
because that was like so much better and so much more fulfilling than just dying a lot in an open lobby and just getting really, really quanky. Because I was like on a time restraint because I'm like a father and a husband and a worker. I don't have a like, I've got time, but I'd rather use the time that I have on, you know, things, right? So I can accomplish goals and get it all done. And, um, yeah, I, w- I was just dying like so much. I was so cranky. I ended up leaving. And then, you know, I was running around, like doing my thing or whatever, like in my private game, playing by myself. And it occurred to me that that's what I was like 10 years ago. Like 10 years ago, I was that guy, just annoying that dude. Even like, like our group of friends now, like sometimes when one person kills someone, it just escalates. And then it's like, we're all killing the one guy, you know, for, <laughs> for no real reason. You know, they might've like done something pretty dumb, you know, like ran over us by accident or like they purposely, they had the intent on killing us. Like they went after us and killed us. Right. So then it's like, oh, nah, 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 nah. That's not going to fly, bro. We're in a crew. We're, we're a crew, man. Hey, we roll together. We, when we roll, we roll deep. Like the other night we were playing, um, we we're just playing and like mucking around in like the free roam scenario in a public lobby. And then there was this thing called, um, it was like a, a little side mission where you had to like go and, you know, attack this, this one person. And, you know, it was all like, we weren't actively doing it, but then like two of us, two of them, two of the friends, right? My friends like went actively after it. And then I was like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna get in on this. And then, the, the fourth friend was like, yeah, yeah, let's, you know, let's do it. And then like my brother started playing as well. So it was five of us and all five of us were at the ending. <laughs> like we all, it, it somehow we all started cohesively working together and like really like nailing down on this guy. And it was such like this, like unorganized group of organization, <laughs> you know, like it was such organized chaos that it like worked. When we all started working together, it was like running on, running on like premium, man. Eh? Like it was like the, it was the most like, it was such a good moment. Eh? Like it was such a, like a real gangster moment, man. Eh? Like we all like worked together. We all turned it on and we was like, yeah, now this guy's done. He's not making it. <laughs> This guy's not making a pass go, man. Hey, like we're onto it. We're all into it. And um, yeah, it was so good. It was such like a good, like uniform thing, eh, you know? And it like really, it really got me excited to play like more like co-op games that are coming out. Like if you don't know, now you know, there's a game called Back for Blood, right? And it's made by the same people that made a little rinky dink indie game called Left 4 Dead right? The four, there's a four in it because it's four player co-op. And it was a really, it was a good game. Like Left 4 Dead was like really cool. It was a good co-op game. And it was like challenging enough where, you know, you had to like, actually like think about it. It wasn't so mindless, you know, like a lot of zombie games, they're more or less like kind of mindless, you know, like Dead Risings. They're like a mindless, just killing machine game, mate. Like they're, you don't get an achievement for killing 10,000 zombies. You get an achievement for killing a million. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> because that's what you can do for three hours. You can just like endless, end, endlessly 
kill zombies. And that's like entertaining. It's entertaining for me. Like I love it. I love playing like Dead Rising 3 or Dead Rising 4. Um, not so much the first one. The first one I was not keen on because it was like time limited and it just like really uh, made me a bit uh, on edge. Dead Rising 2 was good. That was like the Vegas one. That was pretty cool. Uh, Los Ventura or is that San Andreas? That might be San Andreas. Um, but anyway, uh, th- this, this Left for Dead game, it was mindlessly killing zombies, but there was like you know, things you had to do and there was checkpoints you had to get to to, like, make it through the uh, kind of story exposition. Uh, I'm a fan of exposition. I like things being explained to me and, like, I, I like getting the... I like feeling for the characters and, like, learning more about them. But I don't like it in a pushy way. I don't like it when you're trying to force me to, like, like a character or hate a character. I like to make my own judgments because, you know, independent. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Yeah, this game called Back for Blood is made by the same guys. And I feel like it's a zombie movie. It's a zombie movie. It's a zombie game as well. So it's basically got to just going to be like a better... This is the dream. Like it's a better... Um, it's a better version of Left 4 Dead, you know, and it's a next generation version. Updated guns, all the bibs and bobs, 4K. You know, like it's just going to be a clean less buggy version of Left 4 Dead. And I'm really excited for it. I can't wait. I can't wait to play it with my group of friends, eh? Because it's coming out on Games Pass. Well, I play Xbox, right? So it's coming out on Games Pass. And um, if you don't have Games Pass, if you don't have Games Pass Ultimate, then, you know, you need to think about it because it's so worth it. It's $14 and you don't need to buy another video game unless you really, really want it. Because there's just such a back catalog of games that you don't, actually need to invest too much into gaming it's say it's helped save me like heaps of money eh? because i used to buy like the pre-orders get the statues and stuff and like get all like the cool like metal cases just to like have bragging rights over my friends and like it was just such a like it was just such like a not a thing you know what i mean like it's not like a super duper like crazy cool thing really like you've just got a metal case it's the same game but it's metal you know, like when I bought, when I got GTA um, 5 for uh, when it first came out on like 360, this is like one of the only games that's going to make it on like three consoles. Eh? I think that's really, it's going to have like three editions. That's pretty hectic. And um, yeah, so I was playing, uh, I, I bought it, I got the pre-order and the pre-order edition came with a, um, uh, it came with a, like a hammer DLC. And <laughs> I used to say to my friend, and, you know, it's just been a joke since. Um, and I was like, yeah, I got this hammer. I got this hammer from the DLC because I did like a sick pre-order. I got like this fully sick hammer. So, you know, you didn't really get it because, because you didn't get the hammer because you didn't pre-order. You know, that's like what I got. Yeah, I got the hammer. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. And I used to like, you know, kill him in GTA with like the hammer just to like fully emphasize the point that I had it. <laughs> but it's such a strange flex. Like when when will that benefit me over like using a gun? You know what I mean? Like in like a online scenario or situation. It's not like the hammer is going to give me like, you know, more accuracy or is going to make me earn more money or like get more experience or help me clear level. No, it's just going to be a hammer. 
<laughs> and I think it's like it's almost like a GTA joke to like give out those things and go, you can get this sick hammer. Yeah, if you pre-order, you can get a hammer. Do you know what you can do with a hammer? You can hit nails. You know what also you can do? You can hit like those little wooden joiner things into like joints. Yeah, you can do life with a hammer. Yeah. It's like, a, yeah, it's like this great joke that like they did. And it's like, yeah, we're going to make people like pre-order it so they can get a hammer. <laughs> GTA, man, you're joking with us, bro. You're just playing games. Actually, speaking of like GTA, because, you know, that's like my gaming life. So that's what I tend to talk about is like what's going on in my game. You remember like two episodes ago, I was just like super obsessed with like Mass Effect and like replaying it. I've had to have a break. I've had to have a break because it was getting too intense. Like I, like I said, I think I said it before, but I thought I was Commander Shepard at one point. <laughs> you know, like I was just like living, I was, I was, I was like in the hole. I was in the dark, dark hole, man. Eh? Like I couldn't get out. It was getting hectic. And, um, yeah, so, you know, I had to get out of that. <laughs> I had to get out of it. I had to, you know, it was getting really, really sketchy. But, um, yeah, so, like, now I'm, like, you know, fully into GTA. But GTA 6 got announced, and I was saying to my friend, I was like, oh, I don't really want to wait, like, six years for, like, another GTA. I don't want to make... I don't want them to make us wait, like, four, or four, four to six years on, like, a new GTA game. And guess how... Guess when it's coming out? In four to six years. <laughs> and he was like, you had to jinx it, man. Eh? You had to jinx that they were going to bring it out. And like, fair enough. They want to like redesign the game and do it from the ground up, like, which is cool. But it's so annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying, man. Eh? Like GTA, man, like GTA, like seven is going to come out when I'm 50 at this rate. You know what I mean? Like I was 20 when GTA... No, I was 20, I was 23. No, how old was I? 22? <laughs> Maybe I was 22. When did it come out? Seven years ago, eight years ago, 2013. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I was in my early 20s <laughs> when it came out and now I'm in like my 30s and I, always, I, I would have thought the game had come out. But it hasn't. It hasn't, man. It's killing me. And now, like, when I'm 45, like, GTA 6 is going to come out. And then I'm either going to be, like, not interested or, like, I can't, like, see or I can't play games because, you know, I'm starting to get RSI. Or I'm, like, you know, super, super, super rich because, like, my son has made it as a martial artist and he's, like, fighting really young and, like, getting, like, heaps of sick paychecks. And he's, in turn, like, looking after me and, like, accumulating wealth. Yeah. But I doubt it. You never know. <laughs> it's nice to have dreams. As I was saying to my friend the other night, actually, as well. It's like, you know, perfect world. I just sit down all day, do this podcast, do jujitsu, and then, like, look after my family and cook dinner all the time, mate. Like, perfect world. I can make money off this and not have to worry about anything else. You know, like, that's, like, that's, like, dream goals, dreams, aspirations. Like, yeah, yeah. I said, it's nice to have dreams. And he's like, yeah, it is. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy to work. I like working. I think if I, if I treated this more like a job, I feel like I would be more successful. But I'm quite happy just to have a jovial chat with all of you guys here and let you know what I'm, what I'm thinking about and what I'm, like, doing with my life and stuff. You know, like, yeah. Do you want to talk about something else? 
Can we talk about like electronic dance music that I've been like super into at the moment? I don't know. I don't know why. I feel like a lot of my music choices are directly impacted by a movie and or game, right? Because I was like watching like Cowboy Bebop um, the other week. This has got nothing to do with EDM, but it's got something to do with music choice. And like the theme song is just a banger, eh? Like it's an absolute, it's like the best, it's one of the best anime theme songs from like, yeah, it's so good. Like the only one better is like the English version of like Dragon Ball Z when it was like, drag, drag, rock the drag. You know, don't sue me. I'm just like, if, if you say dragon, dragon, rock the dragon, like it doesn't make any sense. You have to do like the deep voice and you've got to sing it a little bit, right? Um, so <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I was watching like Cowboy Bebop and it's just got a sick like improv judge Bebop. Actually, for those of you that don't know, the reason it's called Cowboy Bebop is because cowboy is like slang term that can be interpreted as bouncy hunter. And Bebop is actually a form of um, upbeat jazz that was popularized in the 1940s by a man that I cannot remember. And <laughs> he, he, he they, there's a place in New York called like the, it's like the jazz lounge or the jazz club or like the laid back lounge or something like that. And that was like the original building where um, this jazz, um, this jazz was actually um, formed or made rather called Bebop. Yeah. So anyway, that's why like Cowboy Bebop has like a sick jazz intro and like has sick blues and jazz all through the whole show, man. Like it's laced with it. And so like from, li- from listening to that and like watching that rather, I like started to like really get into like the motion pitch. Cause I like motion. I like, I like soundtracks. Eh? I like music that a director chose or like a music editor chose to like choose to use in their film. And I like to, I, I think it's like, for me, it's like a way of listening to it and like re-experiencing the movie without sitting, sitting like two hours through a movie. I can like get like the highlights and the hot shots from it. I used to like listen to, I still do actually. I used to listen to like all of like Tarantino's albums and like some more Martin Scorsese ones. And like Guy Ritchie, he picks like really good music in films but I used to have like heaps of soundtracks there like I'd have albums obviously of like my favourite bands and stuff but I like had way more like movie soundtracks like the soundtrack for like Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels is tasty it is a tasty soundtrack hey it's cool man hey, I really dig it and I think my favourite like Tarantino soundtrack is oh it's a hard one eh? it's probably like it would be a toss up between um, it, there's three. It'd be Jackie Brown. No, Death Proof would be number one. Death Proof for sure would be number one because I love the music in Death Proof. I love... Death Proof's my favourite Tarantino film just because I love Kurt Russell and I love the idea of, like, he's just this weird, like, car homicidal maniac. I just think that's awesome, eh? I think it's cool. And I like car chases. And <laughs> it's got a 45-minute one. Ha-ha! <laughs> yes! Car chase! <laughs> um... And it's got like a Dodge Challenger and like a Dodge Charger, like facing off, man. Hey, like what? 
What is happening? This is like the coolest thing on film. Like this is the coolest thing that's ever been filmed. Like in a car scene, right? Like Vanishing Point has a white challenger and they reference Vanishing Point as the greatest car movie, which I do agree with. And that they have the Vanishing Point challenger facing off against the bad guy, like bullet... 1969 Dodge Charger. So it's like even like more of a what? Like what the, this is crazy, man. Like this is like two of like the coolest car movies clashing, like two iconic cars. The thing that would make it like more iconic or like even like wilder if there was just like a flash shot of like the, the fastback bullet Mustang or like the, the Shelby GT 500, um, <laughs> like Eleanor, like that car from like the Gone 60 Seconds, like the original one, the yellow and black one. If they had that like somewhere randomly in the shot, which they might do. But yeah, it's going to be death proof because, you know, I'm a big Kurt Russell fan. Um, uh, after this, I'll tell you like, you know, what I think. Of, I think I've said it before, actually. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so it's like death proof. And then it's like Reservoir Dogs for me. And then it's Jackie Brown and then Django. And then Pulp Fiction. Actually, Pulp Fiction, then Django. That would be one of the top five ones. But even like Kill Bill 1 has like a solid soundtrack, eh? Like it's really, really good. Anyway, so like like those like soundtracks that I used to listen to would like give me like a really good like glimpse into like the movie and like, because you kind of hear the songs. You hear the songs in a movie for like no more than like between 30 seconds to a minute 30 like you never it's very rare these days that you hear a full song in a full song with words in a film like generally you only see unless they're like you know weirdly performing to the song or lip syncing to the song which is you know like stuck in the middle of you classic reservoir dogs like he does like you know three quarters of the song before he gets you know laid down laid out rather and um, spoiler alert, but it did come out in 1991. So, you know, not too many spoilers. Uh, 93. No, 91. Because Pulp Fiction was 93. Yeah, and Jackie Brown was 96 or 97. 96. 96. Yeah. Yes. Because Kill Bill was 2001. And then number three was 2003. No, number two was 2003. And then Death Proof was, oh, Death Proof was 07. Jeez, that's old, man, eh? There's no, yeah, jeez, Louise. Cinnamon biscuits, that's crazy. Um, Anyway, so I'd like listen to these soundtracks, like driving the car or like doing whatever. And it just gave me like a a better insight into like what they were, like what the director was thinking and like gives you like more insight into like the movie and like the whole feel of the movie. And you get like a better vibe from it. So when you watch it, you recognize the song and like you associate the memory with the song, right? And and so, you know, you relive the movie when you're hearing the song, you relive that scene and it like sticks in your head better, eh? Like it's awesome. And, you know, so I was watching like Cowboy Bebop and then I just started listening to like heaps of Bebop jazz, eh? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm super into this, eh? And now like in GTA online, there's like this thing where you can buy a nightclub and there's just dance music on like just in the background. I've always, I've always into like dance music. I could do like, I used to be like a big dubstep fanatic and then I still am like, still do like listen to like some dubstep, but I'm not as hardcore as I used to be. And, uh, but I like drum and bass. I like British drum and bass, man. Eh? Like that's like my, that's my core. 
like EDM, you know, like it's drum and bass, then it's like trance and like whatever, the, whatever else, you know, like drum and bass is like the staple. That's my favorite one. Drum and bass and like grime, like rap, they're like, yeah, top five favorite like music styles clash together. Like this makes it even like a stronger top five. <laughs> um, yeah. So like there, there's like just music on all the time, like EDM. Yeah, so there's, like, constant, like, EDM, like, playing, like, all the time. And that's, like, heavily influenced, like, what I'm, like, listening to. I feel sorry for, like, the guys at work because I chop and change my music selection so much. Like, I try never to stick to, like, one theme. Like, one, you know, some days I'll listen to, like, Irish folk music or, like, Irish rock. Then, like, some days I'll listen to, like, 1950s music. (laughs) You know, like, yeah. I love to chop and change. I think that's, like, one of the greatest things about free choice and liberty is like you can change the music style i find it really hard to listen to the one style for like more than like two weeks yeah like i have to change i have to put something else on like i can't listen to i couldn't listen to like hip-hop for the rest of my life you know what i mean like there would be if there was a, a music style that I could listen to for the rest of my days, it would be folk music. I'll be honest. Like it'd be like folk. It'd be like, but it'd be like broad as well. Like it would be like Irish folk, like British folk, American, like folk indie, a folk like country, like, cause folk songs and folk tales is like broad enough where it can be like kind of country and blues as well. So like, it's a big, yeah. I've got a playlist on Spotify called folk and Irish. I just think that's a cool, like, (laughs) It's a cool, like, play on words. <laughs> You're falcon Irish, you know what I mean? Like, falcon, like, F-O-L-K. Yeah, I think that's, it's probably my favorite playlist name. You know, I've got, like, a couple, obviously, but, yeah, falcon Irish is, like, my favorite one. Um, but, yeah, so, like, because I'm, like, playing GTA and it's, like, EDM, like, all around me, in the in-game, obviously, I'm, like, listening to, like, heaps of, like, electronic dance music, like outside of it and there's some there's some bangers on that game eh? there's some underrated like music on it actually it's not underrated it's just really good man eh? and um i've been like listening to this artist that i've like picked up from gta called um channel trace uh, which is channel t-r-e-s um and i think it's one n it might be two n's it might be channel channel i can't remember but um yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's so good. Like he, he's so cool, man. Eh? And he looks like he. You, you look at him and you think, oh yeah, he does like basic like hip hop trap or whatever. But he like comes up with these like cool jazz like techno like beats, man. Eh, like it's so good, man. Like there's a song I first heard. Actually, I first heard of him. It was on like a Fly Facilities song, and. He, he like featured and like did the vocals on it and yeah Five Sillies are an Aussie band and I do listen to like a fair bit of Aussie music and that, that song's a banger right that's Chanel Trace like his like feature on that is a banger sorry my chair is so squeaky I don't know what's going on I might be hitting the weight limit that's why because I've you know I've like beefed on and um yeah I was like you know listen to it and I, I yeah I've like discovered this article called Channel Trace so go check it out man eh? like Channel Trace like he's doing cool stuff eh? if you're like into like club dance music that's like got a good tempo and like really cool he's done a couple of songs with like Tyler the Creator as well I think or maybe just one song 
But yeah, this song on GTA is called Top Down and I couldn't find it. Like it never came on like because I've got like radios or whatever. It never like come on the radio. I, would, I listened to like the, the thing like on and off while I was like doing like missions and stuff and like just driving around like hoping the song would come on. And then I like finished a heist the other night and it came on as like the finishing song for like that heist and it was called Top Down and I could hear Channel Trace's like lyrics. And I thought... Maybe the song's just called Top Down. <laughs> so I typed it in like Spotify and do you know what came up? Top Down by Channel Trace. <laughs> and it's a banger, eh? It's a cool song. It's cool because there's like a little ode to like um, like West Coast rap at the end, like with the like noise. Yeah, like the auto-tune keyboard like. Yeah, noise that's in there, and that's cool. Eh? It's a cool song. Go check it out. Yeah. So we've made it. You've made it to the back half of the show. You've made it to the final quarter, the final little little wee bit of the show. We have brought the rhythm today, people. And um, yeah, look, we're at the end of the show. Do you know what happens now? You guessed it. We're going to do some weird plugs. They're not weird. They're actually like pretty wholesome, actually. So look, if you're enjoying the show, obviously you are because you've made it to this part of the show. And, you know, I try not to put the plugs in the middle, as you guys know. I throw them in at the end. Like you guys can like, you know, feel free to like listen. I'll do some quick plugs. Right. So you can go to my mind podcast on instagram that's my mind with no vowels that's m-y-m-n-d-p-d-c-s-t boom baby right there's no boom baby it's just m-i-n-m-y-m-n-d-p-d-c-s-t my so my mind podcast right on instagram you can like follow me there and like get an insight into like my unique mind i like to think it's quite unique but maybe i'm just like you know not as independent as i i like to think i am yeah anyway not to get like too deep into it right um, or you can go to Facebook and follow the My Mind podcast page or the My Mind with Stephen Taylor podcast group. You can follow there. You can throw some ideas in there. I look at it. I check it out, man. Eh? Like if you got stuff on there, I'll, I'll have a look, right? And um, yeah, you can go that. Or if you got some inquiries and you want to know more about like some stuff or like you've got some questions and you want to you want to if you've got a story that you want featured on this show then you can tell me and you can send that story to my dms on instagram no you can also send it to my mind podcast at gmail.com for any inquiries if you have any questions and um yeah that's it Actually, if you want like a smooth my balls shaver, because, you know, we did the read before. So I'll just quickly say, you know, you can use the discount code my mind uh, when you're checking out, man, eh? and you can get some smooth balls. Yeah. And actually, I didn't say this before. I don't think, but they got a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you're not satisfied with your balls being smooth, then you can just send it back. Just follow the return policy procedure and you can send it back. You can trial it, give it a crack, give it a red hot go, get a nice uh, arrow pointed towards your junk and you can get it done, right? Right? That's what I'm talking about, man. Hey, yeah, there's some red hot plugs. But yeah, actually go, you know, you can go to uh, five star, you can go to review on iTunes actually or Google and you can um, you can throw a review out there man like let's get some let's get some solid feedback give me some five star love baby 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll leave with that. Have a great week, guys. Have a great week, fam. You get me blood. Have a great week, fam. And, and we're gonna we're gonna do it all again in the next week. I'm not gonna say the next couple of days because I've been really poor at committing. So I'm gonna say next week. Tune in next week for an exclusive insight into how the sticker bombing is going. <laughs> all right, take it easy.